evening. Tonight's service is a liturgical service. There will be several places for you to respond. The way you will know uh, that it's time for you to respond is the most bold words are the ones you'll say. Those, those of us who will be up on the stage will say bold words, but you will say the most bold words with us. Join me in the call to worship. The people stood yelling, Crucify! And it breaks our hearts every time. For Jesus' death occurs every time someone is ignored, mistreated, oppressed. Crucify! Tears away at God's beloved. After Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the Kidron Valley to a place where there was a garden, which he and his disciples entered. Now Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, because Jesus often met there with his disciples. So Judas brought a detachment of soldiers together with police from the chief priests and the Pharisees, and they came there with lanterns and torches and weapons. Then Jesus, knowing all that was to happen to him, came forward and asked them, Whom are you looking for? They answered, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus replied, I am he. Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with them. When Jesus said to them, I am he, they stepped back and fell to the ground. Again he asked them, Who are you looking for? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. So if you are looking for me, let these men go. This was to fulfill the word that he had spoken. I did not lose a single one of those whom you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it, struck the high priest's slave, and cut off his right ear. The slave's name was Malchus. Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword back into its sheath. Am I not to drink the cup that the Father has given me? So the soldiers, their officer, and the Jewish police arrested Jesus and bound him.
first. They took him to Annas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest that year. Caiaphas was the one who advised the Jews that it was better to have one person die for the people. Simon Peter and another disciple followed Jesus. Since that disciple was known to the high priest, he went with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter was standing outside at the gate. So the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out, spoke to the woman who guarded the gate, and brought Peter in. The woman said to Peter, You are not also one of the man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Now the slaves and the police had made a charcoal fire because it was cold, and they were standing around it, warming themselves. Peter also was standing with them and warming himself. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. They asked him, You are not also one of the disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the slaves of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Again, Peter denied it. And at that moment, the cock crowed. A prayer of reconciliation for Good Friday. Ever-present God, on this Good Friday night, our whole world is engulfed in shadows as we remember the story of Jesus' death. We confess that we want to push the fast-forward button on this familiar story because it hurts so much. It hurts to think of the betrayal and arrest of Jesus. It hurts to imagine Jesus abandoned and suffering on the cross with only a faithful few, watching him breathe his last breath. It hurts to watch your light overtaken by shadows of the world. But we must find our place in this crucifixion story and feel the pain that is there. The pain of the world, of faithless decisions, of betrayal, of injustice. Jesus entered that pain out of faithfulness to you and to us, to witness to the truth that is justice, wholeness, and love. We confess we are afraid to enter this pain with Jesus. Strengthen us with your courage. Offer glimpses of hope in the shadows of death. Let us know you are present with us here in this moment of pain. Now, as always. It is okay to feel hurt and uncomfortable as you enter into this story and imagine your place in it. Know that God meets you in the story with comfort as well as challenge, with courage as well as love. Pilate's headquarters. It was early in the morning. They themselves did not enter the headquarters so as to avoid ritual defilement and to be able to eat the Passover. So Pilate went out to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered, If this man were not a criminal, 
we would not have handed him over to you. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and judge him according to your law. The Jews replied, We are not permitted to put anyone to death. This was to fulfill what Jesus had said when he indicated the kind of death he was to die. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Pilate asked him, What is truth? After he had said this, he went out to the Jews again and told them, I find no case against him.
And Pilate said to them, But you have a custom that I release someone for you at the Passover. Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? They shouted in reply, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now, Barabbas was a thief. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. And the soldiers wove a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they dressed him in a purple robe. They kept coming up to him saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And striking him on the face. Pilate went out again and said to them, Look, I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no case against him. So Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Here is the man. When the chief priests and the police saw him, they shouted, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him. I find no case against him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to that law, he ought to die, because he has claimed to be the Son of God. Now when Pilate heard this, he was more afraid than ever. He entered his headquarters again and asked Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Pilate therefore said to him, Do you refuse to speak to me? Do you not know that I have power to release you and power to crucify you? Jesus answered him, You would have no power over me unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to release him. But the Jews cried out, If you release this man, you are no friend of the emperor. Everyone who claims to be a king sets himself against the emperor. When Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus outside and sat on the judge's bench at a place called the Stone Pavement, or in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Now it was the day of the preparation for Passover, and it was about noon. He said to the Jews, Here is your king. They cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate asked them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but the emperor. Then he handed him over to them to be crucified. Our next hymn is When I Survey the Wondrous Cross.
So they took Jesus, and carrying the cross by himself, he went out to what is called the place of the skull, which in Hebrew is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on either side, with Jesus between them. Pilate also had an inscription written and put on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this inscription because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, in Latin, and in Greek. Then the chief priest of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the King of the Jews, but... This man said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts, one for each soldier. They also took his tunic. Now the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from the top. So they said to one another, Let us not tear this, but cast lots for it, to see who will get it. This was to fulfill what the scripture says. They divided my clothes among themselves, and for my clothing they cast lots. And that is what the soldiers did. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Culpas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own home. We are amazed that Jesus, nearing his death, reached out to comfort and empower those dearest to him. At the foot of his cross, he called his mother and his beloved disciple into a new community. Give us the grace and courage to join them there, welcoming all who struggle and grieve into this new covenant of love and grace. For whom shall we pray? in our world, our community, our family, under the shadow of the cross. You can say out names of people or a word that describes a situation that you would like to pray for at this time. We will all respond after the word is said, Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, hear our prayers. 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 
Lord, hear our prayers. Lord, hear our prayers. Lord, hear our prayers. Lord, hear our prayers. For all of these that were spoken and those that remain unspoken, Lord, hear our prayers. Amen. After this, when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said, in order to fulfill the scripture, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there. So they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of of hyssop and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Lord, we don't understand all of the things that we consider on this night. But we know we love you. And we know that you loved us. That you love us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Several years ago, I was at a National Youth Workers Convention in Nashville, Tennessee, and we were singing the Wondrous Cross. There were a couple thousand youth workers in the room, and uh, Chris Tomlin had just rewritten uh, the Wondrous Cross and added some modern verses to it, and we were singing that song, and behind him was a man with a very large canvas, and he was painting on the canvas, and he would just dip his hands into buckets of paint and smear paint on the canvases. And every time I saw him do it, it was the same thing. I was amazed at the mess that he made for one thing. But I was amazed at how he would paint so quickly with just dipping his hands in buckets of paint. And he painted the face of Jesus on one, and he turned around, and we're singing the wondrous cross. And I thought, well, that's amazing. That's a great painting. You can tell that it's Jesus. And there was something really inspiring about singing that song. And then he went on to paint some other things and he, he added a crown of thorns to Jesus' head. And then he kind of erased that. And he added a spear going into his side and, and he kind of erased that. And then he added a cross and then he just took black paint and erased all of it. And walked off of the stage. And it was the first time for me that I had really considered what it would mean for Jesus to die. Especially for those who, at the time, were closest to Him. We heard the story that John, the beloved disciple, stood at His feet. So all of them fled. All of them ran. But John, for some reason, was compelled to come and be there at the foot of the cross with Jesus' mother and with Jesus as He died. What was that moment like? when Jesus died for John. 
the man that he had gone all over the area with and watched Jesus heal people and watched Jesus forgive people and watched Jesus bring people back to life. John had hope. But then hope died. I don't really even want to think about what it felt like for Mary, Jesus' mom, to watch her son be executed and murdered, to stand and watch it. And on this night, it's tempting to kind of get really sympathetic and kind of touchy-feely about things. And in the process of that, I'm afraid that we miss the reality of the situation. And so I don't want us to go to that place. But I would encourage you as your pastor to spend the next day and a half considering what it would be to live like without even the possibility of hope. Without the hope that we could be changed. Without the hope that through a relationship with Jesus, that our lives could be transformed into something other than what they are and what they were. And more than that, without hope that our world could become something better. We still live in a world where we are murdering innocent people. We still live in a world where there's police brutality. We still live in a world where people act like that's not happening. We still live in a world where two sides get polarized and can't figure out how to get along. We still live in that world. We still live in a world where we don't like people based on the color of their skin or the way their eyes look or the way their hair is or how many tattoos they have. We still live in a world where... We have war over things that ultimately do not matter. But we have hope. We have hope that the Spirit of God through Jesus Christ can transform the world by transforming us and transforming those around us. But on this night... I would like to encourage you to consider what it would be like if there were no hope.